The Digital Gumbo Podcast contains language that some may find offensive. Listener discretion is advised. Well, now we're done with that shit. Let's start the show. <laughs> For the victory lap, though. Whoa, whoa. They ain't never seen nothing like this before. Lit the room when I came through the front door. Ask me if I should suffer come. Episode 98 of the Digital Gumbo Podcast. Thanks as always for joining us. One of your tri hosts, Nookie Bishop Jr., joined as always by my co host T. Petty and Adris Elbow. T. Petty, checking in with you. What's been going on since the last episode? Hell if I know. I don't remember what's going on from day to day. What up? What up? How you feeling? I'm good. I'm good. How did you celebrate Indigenous Peoples Day? Um, mostly I made some white people miserable, so I felt like that I did my part, and also talked shit about Christopher Columbus like I do every Indigenous Peoples Day. That's what's up. That's what's up. Uh, I don't think I did much of anything on Indigenous Peoples Day. I took a nap. Um, Sir, you know I, I think we should we should we should contribute to some to some. Uh, indigenous people organizations on that day i think i need to find out what the indigenous people's organizations are i have to say that i am not i know that they exist i do not know what they are i need to do a better job of that that's some research i need to do that's a good point so well, very I, good. I, I follow uh, a few good people on twitter uh so i can point you in their direction give you a place to start okay okay you know your boys from upstate new york which was all owned by our native and indigenous brothers and sisters. And uh, I know. yeah, we're not going to get into that, but uh, yeah, I should be able to at least know a couple of organizations off the top of my head. So I will do better on that and uh, be marching uh, towards that for next indigenous people's day. That's what's up. That's what's up. Adrice mm-hmm. elbow, my brother, man, you got a full stack uh, uh, fall, man. Just the whole nine yards. What's been happening since the last podcast now, you got, well, we'll get to, you got a birthday coming up. You got another family birthday coming up. Uh, give me the, the two-week look ahead on your uh, magical calendar over there. What's up, Nook? What's up, T-Petty? This your boy, Idris Elbow, with a little bit of ash on the elbow. And yes, Nook, it is birthday season in the Idris Elbow household. My uh, My daughter, her birthday is coming up. She um turning um 13, becoming a teenager. That's tomorrow. She's gonna okay. be a teenager. And then uh, my birthday is coming up too uh, at the end of the week. And I'm 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 gonna be a teenager again too. <laughs> I'm, okay. I'm gonna go in reverse. Uh, <laughs> you have two, two teenagers. <laughs> two teenagers in the household. I'm I'm new to this. I'm mm-hmm. I'm new to this. I'm I'm you know I'm creeping up on like the, the well I'm already in. The the how do you say it, T. Petty? The second, the, the two thirds of my life, I think <laughs> it's like you get uh, three yeah. acts. We, I'm we are in the in the second the, act. Second act. We're in the middle. We're in middle age now. Yeah, yeah. So it's like middle age now. The second second act, and I, I feel like a teenager to it. I'm like, you know, I, you know, you know I've been we here for a little about, bit, but like a teenager to it. You know, we should we should talk about that because I I'm feeling uh. Yeah. I'm feeling good about my little life too. So, 
Yeah, yeah, it's, it's like full of promise, but then you don't quite know. I'm, I'm looking around the corner and, um, you know, I, I, I'm blessed. I got good health. But, you know, you look around the corner and you say, oh, what's waiting for me? Over no, there? no, don't look around the corner because it'd be some <laughs> shit that you don't want to see. Mm -mm, you gotta look. Just mind your business and you enjoy, <laughs> enjoy what's, what's happening in the moment. No, don't look around yeah, the corner. I that's what I do. <laughs> you look around the corner and the shit you might be looking for will be behind you when you turn around, scare the shit out of you and you'll be, mm -mm, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> Plus, if you stay a couple steps back, you can see some shit coming and, you know, do some karate on the motherfucker. I like and, that. Know, just, I like that. Yeah, just, yeah. That's what's up. Chop him up. Now chop me a motherfucker. So you don't don't go around the corner looking for shit. That mm -mm, hell no. Hell no. Um it is we have lots of national and international news that's going on. T Petty, we're gonna start it off with you. Uncle Joey Joe Biden has uh given some weed pardons for those convicted of felonies connected to marijuana possession, uh, mm -hmm. et cetera. I think this is about 6,000 people who have had uh, some weed pardons. Go and do a deep dive on this and explain exactly what this means for those who have been pardoned. So Joey B came out, I don't know, was it earlier this week, late last week, and has pardoned everybody who has been convicted on the federal level of a marijuana possession. So that does amount to just 6,000 people. I say just, like that's not a big ass deal for those 6,000 people. Um, and then he also strongly encouraged governors to do the same. As we know, weed is not a violent kind of drug. Like you smoke weed, you not out busting nobody in the head trying to steal their money. You at home eating snacks and watching TV. I personally think that the majority of drugs should be decriminalized because who the fuck cares? Like, it's a drug, hand out needles, clean that shit up because that kind of shit leads to a lot of low-level crimes like muggings and robberies and shit like that. People trying to feed their habit. So this is a good step in the right direction um, and I'm sure that governors of blue states who have not already done so will probably be following, following suit. Um, but America needs to get on board with the rest of most of the civilized world who have decriminalized drugs, have drug treatment programs for those with addictions, et cetera, which lowers the crime rate would lessen the number of people that we have incarcerated in this country, which is over 2 million. Did y'all know that upwards of 70% of everybody in the, um, in the, in jails, prisons, et cetera, in this country are for nonviolent offenses. I did know that. Well, I didn't, I didn't know it was that high. I knew it was high. Yeah. I didn't know it was that yeah. High. So, I mean, with the the rise of these private prisons who are traded on the stock market, so they're literally in business to make money. Like all of that should be abolished. It's, it's some bullshit. And this so-called war on drugs, we all know its origins and how it's all for some racist bullshit. So this is the first in what will be many steps to toward correcting that. So I applauded Joey B. 
That's what's up. That's what's up. Yeah. Um, you know, like you said, a lot of nonviolent uh, offenses, um, as you said, and uh, this is one. So I'm glad that the pardons have been made. Drees, uh, about 6,000 folks have been uh, pardoned uh, for these marijuana charges. Give me your reaction to that. Yeah, I think it's a good thing. You know, when you think about this, most of that, like T. Petty said, was federal uh, possession charges, right? So these weren't folks who were like distributing massive amounts of like, you know, drugs or whatever. You know, this is folks who have possessions, right? And it was 6,000 people. And that, that is a lot of people, like you said, T. Petty, it's not like, you know, you know, it doesn't compare to the 70% that are nonviolent offenders, right? Like number is huge. This is small compared to that. But when you think about the impact of those 6,000 people, right, their families, their communities, mm-hmm. you know, all that, that, you know, having them locked up for something that is now legal in almost a majority of the states now is just crazy. So, like, it was overdue. I do hope the governors kind of follow suit um, with that. I, you know, I think, you know, for the governors, it's a, it's a, it's a, you know, depending on where you are, it's it's a it's an easy win of saying like, hey, you 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 righted a wrong. You know, it's still probably some folks out there that probably think you know otherwise. But I I, I think it's an issue that that can get a lot of traction with the public. So I'm I'm glad he did it. I'm glad he led the way. And I want to say, man, he pulling out all the stops. They trying to like, <laughs> they trying to no. win seats. They just no. like they just like they paying they paying off student loans. They they canceling um you know this you know we convictions like they is they is on it so I, I give them props. You know what you said about the impact that this will have on like families and communities because I don't know if a lot of people know this but when you're convicted of like drug offenses and stuff you can't get student loans you can't get Pell grants you can't live in government subsidized housing so all of these have. A, a terrible cascading effect on other areas of their lives for doing what selling nine bags of weed. That is crazy. So um, not just wiping these convictions and freeing them if they're um, incarcerated, but also wiping their record so that they can then take advantage of some of the other things that will allow them fuller access to uh, society and the things that they can use to, to help sort of break the cycle of poverty and increasing education and stuff like that. This is, these are all good things. Absolutely. You know, yeah. America. I'm going to tell y'all, I'm going to tell y'all another story. This is, I know like how like the conviction of possession, it's just, it, it was it never fair. Right. Like it, it was harsh on like black people. And then other people was like, okay, not, not that harsh. I was like, I was, um, I was uh, working for this organization and I was the director of the organization and I had a board member and somewhere, somehow the board member had got caught smoking weed in public and got a fine. And part of like that getting fined was they had to do community service. And um, so they was doing community service connected to the, to the board. And I had to sign off on some paper that they was doing community service. I was like, that's, you know, and so that for them it was a slap on the wrist. It was like, hey, I was I was at a concert, I was enjoying the concert, and I was I was smoking and whatever, and I got a fine, but they ain't do no jail time, they ain't get no record. It was just like, all right, you do some community service, you go a form to sign. 
So, you know, you have people that was, you know, not being convicted of it at the same time people was being convicted of it. So it is, I'm glad they, they right that wrong now. Absolutely. Uh, America has bigger problems than uh, weed and uh, we need to move on to that. So a nice positive step. See how these other governors uh, follow suit or don't follow suit. Like you said, T. Petty, you know, geographically where it's going to happen. But um, good to know that uh, this first important step by those uh, pardons uh, for certain marijuana convictions are taking place. Uh, Drees, other international news. OPEC, the oil producing economic something. I don't really even want to know what the fuck they stand for. OPEC has agreed to cut production of oil by 2 million barrels a day. It is a drop in the bucket, literally, as far as their oil production is concerned, but there are concerns that um, oil prices are going to go up here in the United States. Also, President Biden is reassessing the United States' relationship with Saudi Arabia on the heels of this news. Of course, President Biden went over there and tried to get uh, the Saudis uh, to you know, help produce more oil. So 2 million barrels a day less uh, react uh, to this news from the uh, oil front, Middle East, and its United States implications. So, Nook, I think the um, the acronym is uh, uh, Petroleum Exporting Countries, OPEC. So, so that's the key is exporting. Like, it's the countries who got oil who's, you know, sending it out to the world. And they saying they're cutting it by two million barrels. And now on the surface, like you would think, it's like okay, we're not using that much oil, or we're cutting back on oil. But I, it, but a lot of the reasons why they do that is to, I say, manipulate the market, right? They're trying to control the the flow, the supply and demand of oil, and they're trying to get it right. And it's it's a it's a sweet spot in there where it's like they want to make the most amount of money they can on it, but they don't want to put a shock in the system where then the demand drops. So for them, it's, it's like an economic calculation that they're making, not necessarily out of a, a rationale um, to, to be better with the environment. And sometimes it has you know political impacts too. So they're, they're doing that as well. So it, it is a complicated thing, but it is usually self-serving, in my opinion. Well, that was going to be my question. Like you said, they agreed. Agreed with whom? Amongst each other? Amongst each other, yes. So they made a, a broker to deal. Uh, the other thing is that uh, I believe Russia is part of uh, OPEC as well. So, um, you know, has those negative uh, implications. Of course, uh, President Biden went over there uh, earlier uh, with Saudi Arabia trying to get them to increase oil production. And, uh, you know, they were saying that uh, President uh, Biden sort of needs to now save face uh, in light of the fact that a couple of years ago, uh, journalist Jamal Khashoggi was murdered by the Saudi and Saudi-related uh, uh, folks. And here he is uh, asking them to um, ramp up the oil production, T. Petty. But uh, looks like OPEC has agreed amongst itself, Saudi Arabia included to cut oil production by 2 million barrels a day. Well, what do they mean he need to save face? He wasn't president when that murder happened. Save face for what? I'm confused. No, the they're saying that he going to them like, like ain't nothing happened. It's like, all right, you know, because the whole world I mean, was in an uproar, but you know. Well, the whole world wasn't because this country wasn't. 
Right. They saying he needs to save face because he went over there, asked him to ramp up production. Then they turned face on him and cut the production, you know, and that, um, you know, he needs to. And what he is doing or it says uh, he's actively doing is reassessing the United States relationship with Saudi Arabia, which is on the table that he may just cut ties between the United States and Saudi Arabia altogether. Well, what people forget about Joe Biden is that he was a head of the Foreign Services Committee for decades. So and that was one of the reasons Obama chose him to be VP because of his foreign um, his his experience in that area. So I would not uh, I, I wouldn't underestimate him and what he's going to do as it as it comes to Saudi. So, so to be clear. Our relationship with Saudi Arabia and a few other countries needs to be evaluated just because we was kicking it with y'all all these times don't mean that we have to keep it up. Like Saudi has been on some bullshit for a long time and their bullshit is probably going to ramp up because the dependence on oil is lessening. I mean, let's be clear, it's not anywhere where they need to worry at this point, but their entire economy is built on oil. So people kind of have had to kiss their ass all this time, OPEC's ass, but not so much anymore. So they should not overestimate their um, importance to America in terms of like strategy, and they should not underestimate Joey B. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, it's going to be uh, very interesting to see how this uh, plays out. Uh, we do have some uh, oil and, or excuse me, some gas and oil in strategic reserves, but um, we sort of took some oil out of that. So that is not a big uh, option as it was, uh, you know, prior to the pandemic, I think. But, um, you know, still uh, something that we'll uh, keep our eyes on and, and see how this goes. Uh, oil is just one of those things. You don't make a lot, you make money. You make some, you make money. You make more, you make money. So a um, lot more electric vehicles. We talked about that on episode 97 coming about. And uh, more electronic, uh, excuse me, electric charging stations being manufactured, built, and uh, you know, installed and constructed across the country. So, be interesting to see, uh, you know, throughout the rest of the decade, how this actually goes as far as uh, electric vehicles are concerned. T. Petty, national news from Los Angeles, California. Woo! Them motherfuckers. What? Nuri, I already know what you're gonna say. Nuri Martinez, the Woo! president of the Baby. Los Angeles City Council has resigned time. after a secret recording of her was revealed calling the black child of a white council member a monkey in Spanish. Wow. Uh, yeah. Uh, run with that, T. Petty. That was, that was absolutely crazy. Uh, so it wasn't just her. It was two other members of City Council. So they were disparaging this black, this young black boy. He, oh, the count, the white councilman has adopted him. I think the kid might be like three. He's clearly a toddler. They were talking shit about him and like about the baby, about the baby, about the mo. I mean, MLK Day parade, and they were like, he was running around a float and like, so he was he was misbehaving. And I should have taken him around the back and like beat his ass. You know how we talk shit about whooping somebody's kid's ass? That's essentially what she was doing. But she also called him a little monkey. So the anti-blackness amongst that 
group of folks who were all uh, of Hispanic slash Latino descent. Um, it was not shocking to any black person because we know like people, this is another reason why I hate that people of color label because fuck that. No, 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 no. So they were clearly being racist, but what they were also doing was discussing how to carve up different districts in LA. Basically they were talking about like gerrymandering to make sure that they maintain control of the city council. So I don't know who leaked those tapes because baby, <laughs> they was, they've gotten three, three of their, their uh, city council members in trouble. I don't know if the other two resigned, but they fucking need to. Oh, they about to. The deal is that any room I've been in, you know, behind city council, you know, used to run. I didn't run the meetings, but we take the meetings for, you know, government access TV or what, or what have you. Any room that there is a microphone, you have to presume that the microphone is on. And it was. And they I, I got they ass. I don't think they it was. I think they were like literally just sitting in a room talking. Somebody's recording on their phone. That's what that was. That wasn't okay. like a, like a committee meeting or something like that. That was them having a conversation. They were clearly not thinking they were going to be overheard because they was talking shit about everybody. They was talking shit about some other dudes like, fuck him. He's with the blacks. Mm. Baby, they had a city council meeting yesterday and they got lit up like a Christmas tree. This girl stood up, was like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, and fuck this, this some bullshit. Get the fuck out of here. I was like, man. Now, I've been to some wild city council meetings, you know, back in the day in the city we moved from, Drees. Them city council meetings yeah. were spicy, but I ain't never that been. That sounds like that was some extra spice that. right there. <laughs> that was like <laughs> habanero, ghost peppers kind of spice. Yeah. <laughs> You never know. Like, uh, you know, sometimes they go into private sessions, but, you know, sometimes those rooms have microphones as well. So, Drees, uh, yeah, man, look, she called this guy's, this council member, a fellow council member's son, baby son, uh, a monkey. Yeah, that's no excuse for that. I, You know, and um, part of it is, you know, it was somebody leaked that, but you shouldn't have been saying that anyway right you shouldn't have been talking about that and so it, now that it got out and the only thing you did you was like you was the president so i'm gonna resign from the president but i'm staying on the council kind of thing so trying to head it off but that that meeting like you said t baby that was fire they weren't ready for that yeah. and um yeah and so the other thing that gets me about this is there is also, I think it's probably a law in the books when a certain number of council members get together, yeah, then sometimes their 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 conversation is can be public, right? It's public record. That's right. It's public record. So like if you, you like because you can't you can't caucus and convene and plan and plot as a group and then <laughs> and then say like okay, well, you know, that that's not public because we did it together. So sometimes it goes by the number of council members. So I'm not sure how many they have, right? So if they say a certain number gather and they're talking about it and it's related to city council, whatever business, that's subject to public records. So like a lot of times um, text messages and other stuff that you send, um, that happened in a former city. We lived in uh, t and you had council members Absolutely. doing stuff, sending texts back and forth. 
And it was a group of them that said, you know what? That's public record. Public you record. about the business. So, and so I they, no, go ahead, go ahead. Yo, go, go ahead, T-Pain. I was going to say, I think they could get away with it because there was only three of them in a the room and the LA City Council is huge. Um, mm. So, who, but clearly there was more than three of them in the room. Somebody else was in the room that was either silent or like an aide or something that recorded that shit and released it. And mm -hmm. I wonder why. Um, but the other thing I was thinking about is all of them, or at least one of them, had much larger political ambitions than LA City Council. Like one of them wanted Diane Feinstein's seat. Um, and oh, thinking wow. about running for mayor and shit like that. So not only did your racism get you caught up where you won't even have your current job, but you're dead in politics. Done. Done. Because Done. we think gonna support you. White people definitely are not gonna support you because they probably think that they need to ship your ass back across the border. And now you done fucked with black people. We just literally are minding our business and people just drag us into bullshit for no fucking reason. Anti-blackness is a hell of a drug. Mm. Nuri, congratulations. You, you played yourself. <laughs> Good yep. job, bitch. And Nook and T-Bay, I'm gonna tell you what happened. Somebody paid that aid. It's like, we looking happened. for dirt on them. And they either they blackmailed that aid or they paid them a whole bunch of money. That's how, or, that, that's how the recording got out there. Or Nuri, you're one of them pissed them off. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Plus, I think um, whether they have a quorum or not, they're open. They're um, subject to the open, uh, the sunshine laws, the open uh, public meeting laws as well. So they go, they uh, goose was cooked, no matter how you look at it. So yeah, the president, uh, council president, did resign. The council president post now she has resigned altogether from. The, oh, she, she uh, gone, the city okay, council. Gone, yeah. Okay, I'm gonna say. Yeah. I was like, I know that yeah. ain't gonna work. I was like, how many days you gonna you gonna withstand that? <laughs> yeah, she tried to take a leave of absence, and people was like, "Girl, if you don't get the fuck out of here, absolutely not. You, you are go. out of the paint." There you go. You listen to episode 98 of the Digital Gumbo Podcast. Thanks so much for joining us. The Digital Gumbo Podcast is available on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast. We're still tracking and trending in South Africa. We appreciate y'all over there in the motherland listening to us uh, and getting us uh, up in the rankings there on Apple Improv Podcast in South Africa. Our entire library of episodes is available, as I said, wherever you get your podcast. Download, follow, rate, and review today. Download, follow, rate, and review today. Dries, we're going to go uh, international on this. I'm not sure if you've heard this name or not. Masa Amino. Masa Amino, a 22-year-old woman who was killed in Iran by what they call the morality police. She was killed while in police custody. They said that her hijab was not uh, properly uh, on her head. Uh, she was beaten, apparently, while in police custody, uh, went into a coma and died. An autopsy revealed uh, several head wounds and uh, bleeding on the brain. This has been called now Iran's George Floyd moment. Uh, there have been uh, protests that have broken out and women have uh, burned their hijabs. Uh, the young Kurdish folks who are in Iran, I believe that's Western Iran, have come out uh, for several days and now going into a second week of protest and uh, they are burning their hijabs as well. They just fed up in terms of old versus new, but really 
um, their uh, their anger uh, is against this Iran um, morality police. So, um, you know, assess this, man. This is a very, very sad young woman wasn't doing anything. And uh, again, this is being called Iran's George Floyd moment. Yeah, this is unfortunately like a, a very sad story, but also um, a story that that we're familiar with um, as well. Like you mentioned, the the comparison to George Floyd, but it is usually these incidents that spark something, right? Um, but the issue has been something that's been happening and running deep in a society, and you have these flashpoints and these flash moments. And in this case, it was embodied in this young woman who was um, beaten to death, and then you had this social upheaval. And so this is a pattern that we see over and over again, um, no matter like what the country is, it is really about injustice, oppression, um, and suppression of individuals' rights and humanity. And I'm, uh, I hate that it happened this way, but I'm also glad that it served as a spark to ignite something. Now their challenge is gonna be like, everyone's challenge, is how do you take this moment, this energy, and then turn it into lasting systemic change? And there's, there's no formula to that. We haven't figured that out, right? And some, some people will argue like, just like this is an igniting moment and it can move you towards progress, it can also serve as a pressure release valve and then it explodes and then you kind of go back to the status quo. So like that's the, you know, the balance, the, the danger in that. And so you're going to have to figure out how do you take this moment and move forward with it. T. Petty, the death of, uh, I'm messing up uh, the pronunciation again. Um, forgive me. Uh, I have it here in my notes. One moment. Uh, I'll, I'll say it at the end of the story. But again, the death of the young woman uh, in Iran uh, by the morality uh, police over there in Iran. Yeah, so I follow... Um, a few Iranian people. And like Dree said, this has been um, bubbling up in their society for decades, basically since the this oppressive, oppressive regime took over in the late 70s. Because prior to that, Iranian women were, you could see pictures of them in the 70s and they look pretty much like American women. And now, of course, we see that that is not the case. So the young lady whose name also is escaping me, even though I was just reading about it earlier. Uh, Masa Amina, I believe. Yeah. Masa Amina. Mm -hmm. um, her death was a spark. And so now you see all these protests. You see um, women in the streets in Iran taking off their, their hijabs and... Um, cutting their hair, like things that you did not see five, 10 years ago. And the police there, so they have the official police and then this, the morality police are all volunteers. So they just out here doing this shit because they wanna oppress women and be some assholes. Um, 
they have been there have been brutal crackdowns, shootings, beatings, killings of men and women. Um, but you know, once a true revolution gets started, is nothing you can do to really stop it. You can try. Um, so the news is getting out of Iran, like even like the um, like newscasts have come on with their leaders that have been hacked. It's all kind of shit happening that never seen before. And so it is, of course, highly unfortunate that these young women primarily are losing their lives. But it is heartening to see the fight in the Iranian people and um, and the support that's being garnered for them all around the world. Absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's a bad situation. Um, you know, you fucking around. Just, uh, we're going to be like that over here. I mean, you know, this is like like uh, the thing about the frog, right? If you put a frog in a pot of boiling water, it'll jump out. But, you know, if you put a frog in some water and then turn up the flame underneath it and it heats up, the frog never jumps out. We are incrementally, I think, uh, in some ways, uh, a lot of ways in uh, oppression, moving towards that. So, you know, it's important that uh, we watch this and, you know, uh, rights for so many people, um, you know, our young people, um, you know, transgendered individuals, our LB uh, um, GTQ uh, plus community, the whole nine yards. It's just a, just an egregious sort of, you know, thing in terms of infringing upon our rights over here. So, um, you know, rest in peace uh, to the young lady's family and, you know, we'll continue to watch this, but, uh, was proud to see uh, people band together and fight back against the so-called morality police. This sounds like some stoning shit or some shit from the Bible age, which, um, you know, I'm really not uh, too cool with, but, um, you know, hopefully uh, things will get better for all people uh, in Iran. But um, you look at, at some cultures and you don't see much uh, progress in terms of uh, the treatment of uh, women, children, and uh, unfortunately, uh, the elderly uh, in, in some parts. But um, we'll... Uh, oh, we'll you mean it. like America? <laughs> mm, exactly. What does it say? A, a, a society is judged upon how it treats its children, women, the elderly, and animals. I mean, shit, you go to the wrong part of the country, you might be 0 for 4, and that could be any country, including our country. So you spot on as far as that is concerned, T. Petty. T. Petty, we're going to kick it to some uh, other international news. Well, there was a prisoner swap. Uh, it was not the prisoner swap we had hoped for. We did a prisoner swap, a swap with uh, Venezuela. Of course, we were hoping for the prisoner swap with Russia that would uh, bring Brittany Griner home. So uh, we did have a prisoner swap. Uh, any news uh, on the Brittany Griner front? I know she has another um, sort of a appeal. I think that'll take place. Not sure if we need to. We need to be hopeful about it, but I don't know if it will be hopeful in terms of what the outcome uh, of the appeal might be. So let's. I mean, the appeals process in Russia is a joke. So let's not even put any stock in that. Um, so the prisoner swap is going to be the way that she gets home. And I think that it will happen, but I have no idea when. And I saw a note the other day um, from her wife who said that she's just worried that people here are going to forget about her because we all know the attention span for American and news is real, real short. But um, there are enough people that are keeping keeping uh, her name sort of at the top of the news cycle. I mean, even though mainstream news has moved away, there are lots and lots of people who um, 
are keeping this issue alive. And I know in sensitive cases like this, the State Department never wants to say too much, especially with that fuck shit that Putin is up to over there with Ukraine and the <laughs> precarious situation that's happening in that part of the world. So um, everybody just keep praying. And I know her, um, her wife and family are continuing to stay in touch with the State Department. So uh, hopefully she'll be home by the end of the year. That was the last thing that I saw. And even another day is too long, but that's two months. So I'm hoping that that is accurate and true. And she is brought back before the end of this year. Absolutely. Absolutely. Dries, Venezuelan prisoner swap, but no uh, prisoner swap as far as Brittany Griner is concerned in Russia. Man, bring home Brittany Griner. Like, this is like, we got to make sure that we don't let this slip. And I know it, it gets hard, right, when it goes on for so long. And, um, you know, the story tends to kind of fade in, a, in the news and to the back of our minds. But this is something like we, we definitely have to keep at the forefront. And I'm glad those other prisoners had a chance to kind of come home and I wish them the best, but I think this is, is something that we gotta keep focus on. And I, I'm with T. Patty. I hope um, by the end of the year we're able to have this happen, and um, and everybody's kind of reconnected and and reunited. Um, I know they're I know they're working on it, and they're probably working on it alongside several other prisoner swaps as well. But this is something we have to keep at the forefront. Absolutely. So hashtag uh, free Brittany Griner. We named one of our episodes uh, after her in terms of that. We have uh, not seen the progress that we would have liked at this point, but uh, we hope, uh, as T. Petty said now, that she is home uh, by the holidays. So um, we'll keep uh, our eyes on that and keep you guys updated on that. This is episode 98 of the Digital Gumbo Podcast. Thanks so much for joining us. Our entire library of episodes, including episode 97, the Black to School special uh, that we had. It was, after, it was our after party number 25. That was a real good episode. That and our uh, 96 other episodes are available on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Download, subscribe, rate, follow, and review today. Download, subscribe, rate, follow, and review today. Thank you all uh, for listening. We had uh, another stint uh, in the top 200 as far as uh, Apple improv categories are concerned. We're going for the whole shebang, top 100 for this episode, episode 98. Dries, I've been doing a little research and I want to get uh, your views on this. The Nobel Peace Prize. So this started, I believe, in the 50s with Alfred Nobel, who, uh, even though it's called the Nobel Peace Prize, he is the inventor of dynamite, believe it or not, dynamite. Uh, the Nobel Peace Prize is awarded in five areas, chemistry, he was a chemist, physics, literature, uh, medicine, and peace. So pick one of those categories and tell me which Nobel Peace Prize category you would win for and why. All right, first of all, Nobel didn't invent dynamite, Jimmy Walker did. Dynamite! <laughs> That's the first thing. <laughs> Don't you ever in your black ass life ever do something like that again. 
Oh my God. Have y'all seen Jimmy Walker on the new um the 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 uh, Medicaid commercials? Unfortunately, <laughs> you know he used to date Ann Coulter. Why are we talking about him? What? You oh, didn't know I did not know that. Okay, moving moving on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, if I was to win a Nobel Peace Prize, it would be in um, literature, and it was specifically in speculative fiction. Afrofuturism. It would be a story about black people and the future and what's possible. Black imagination. Uh uh, okay. <laughs> black yeah, yes. it sounds like you done thought about this. Are you working on I, a book or something? I'm, I'm I'm working on something. I'm working on something. Okay, working on something. Working on something. Okay. Well, no and, uh, and go ahead. And so the other the other thing I okay this is what I know about the Nobel Peace Prize too. It was just given to uh, a collection of folks from Russia, Ukraine. And I think Belarus, maybe a, a con connection of those kind of three. And, and some people thought it was wonderful that it was highlighting the issues and challenges that was happening in the area because they gave it to, I think, three groups or organizations um, that were dealing uh, with the issues related to the, the conflict, you know, that's happening at a Russian um, aggression that's happening um, against Ukraine. And then some folks thought it was really good. And then some folks thought that it was a real like challenge giving it to, to that area, especially to someone from Russia because they weren't able to quite prevent their country from being aggressive with Ukraine. So it's a mixed bag there, Nook, but you can tell us more about this year's um, Nobel Peace Prize. Oh shit, I ain't got no ideas about this year's uh, Peace Prize other than look. No, I'm just saying, like it makes sense, right? To give it to them because where there's war, there's always a shred and hope of peace. That makes, that totally makes sense. I mean, am I off my rocker or, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I know it's war everywhere, but I'm saying it's a war war happening over there right now. And they award the prize. I have no qualms with that whatsoever. I think that's spot on. So you know what it is? If you never tried to do shit, people ain't going to criticize you. But if you're doing some shit, a motherfucker always got something to say. So, you know, they over there at war and they awarded the peace prize. They need to get their money and help their people and do whatever they do and keep the coalition going and, and move forward. That's some absolute bullshit. Uh, T. Petty, chemistry, physics, literature, medicine, or peace. What would you receive the Nobel Peace Prize for and why? Uh, I mean, why don't they have one for math? I would get that I mean, one. They do. They do. Chemistry no. and, phys chemistry and, and um, physics. 
Uh, it's partially math. So is uh, I mean, so is medicine. Somebody calculate the wrong amount of anesthesia, you're gonna get based <laughs> upon your weight. They can kill you, or you're gonna wake up in pain halfway through the surgery. That's math. I don't know. I feel like I should get the Nobel Peace Prize okay. this category because your girl is a fucking diplomat. So to be clear, dipset, dipset, not not dipset because oh, sorry. they are were embarrassed this summer. So not them. Okay, but um, so I am the youngest girl in my family. I'm the baby girl, but I'll be keeping peace amongst the factions in the family. To that's be clear, and if y'all have ever that's, met, that's me, an important role. That hold the family together, right there. That's an important it. role. If y'all ever met my family, y'all know it's it's a it's a big ass family and it's a lot of big personalities. So I'm navigating now. Sometimes I do be wanting to saw off entire branches of the family tree. Mm. However, sometimes you gotta go to war to have peace. And so mm. I got all that covered. Mm. There you go. There you go. Uh T Petty, I'm like you. I believe that I will get the Nobel Peace Prize um, for peace. And it would be for self-discipline, for not smacking the holy fucking shit out of some people that uh, just get on great and grind my right. nerve. And like I'm putting my hand in my pocket, just trying not to get that muscle going in your arm. And like, let me tell you something, like Bernie <laughs> Mac, when he smacked everybody coming off the train on um, head of state, they're like, shut up. <laughs> like, the time. like, will you shut the, it's just always somebody that's shortening my know. telomeres. You, so. you not the telomeres. Okay. Yeah, they short my shortening my telomeres. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. When you got on this podcast today, you was kind of spicy. You was choosing violence. So no, no, no. I just was uh, expressing. My, <laughs> see, I calmed down, but then I got in my head. Oh, I keep a Rolodex, a mental Rolodex of about fifteen motherfuckers that really, you know, they're just like, uh, you just want to oh. just smack the shit. It might set them straight. It might not, but it, it might. might. I'm willing to give it a try. But I, I mean, keep, go ahead and do it. I keep my hand in my pocket and, you know, that's how it is. So yeah, I have peace for self-discipline. So you know how they have that center for nonviolence? I should be running that because uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see here. Team Betty, you didn't try to warn us and these people will not listen to you. I don't know what's wrong with them. There was what? a ba there was a baby reveal gone bad. Oh, God. At an NFL game. A man, I believe he was naked. Wait, wait, another another baby reveal gone bad. Wait a minute. Imagine wow. that. Okay, I believe, keep talking because I wonder if this is what I'm thinking about. I think the man was naked at a football game. He jumped over the stands and he had like something in his hand. And um, he was running around the field and then he um, lit what he had with him. It was a flare that had pink smoke. And I believe he wrote on his body, it's a girl. Oh. They play in a real deal football game, and one of the defensive players did not take Kylie to a shenanigans and shooketh his ass with a form tackle. And then he laid there, and then security went and got him, and then uh, they arrested him. Um, the the guy that did the fucked up baby reveal has sued the player, um, okay. pretty much saying that he got knocked into next week. So okay. one, the bad baby reveal. Or two, give us a, a verdict, guilty or not guilty, 
uh, or any damages that you think this guy might get for suing the player that knocked his ass out? So, you know what? I did see that. I didn't think he was naked. I thought he had on a, a cape. Um, so I did actually see the footage of that, and that's what the hell he get. He shouldn't get a goddamn dime. He leapt his ass on that damn field and got clotheslines, and he got exactly what he deserved. Laid his ass out, and he got arrested. He probably will get a little something-something from that player, but fuck around and find out, and that's what he did. Guess what, people? Nobody cares about you and your fucking baby. Congrats, bitch. Just sit down and have a fucking baby. We don't need you shooting off cannons, flying in planes, doing stunts in cars, or running onto a football field. Now you all fucked up. You probably can't work. You probably got your collarbone all fucked up and out of whack. Then your wife gonna leave you because your ass is broken. She got a baby to raise. So you you didn't think that one through, Chad. Dad but is crippled think, with a bad I clavicle. Will, I think he probably <laughs> will get some money. But, I mean, the dude didn't hit him that hard. But, you know, a, a civilian <laughs> getting okay. knocked on his ass by a professional football player. These are the risks that you take when you do some dumb shit. See, this is all relative. Now, he up there with a cape on trying to be Count Chocula and shit and all this shit. <laughs> this man got on a helmet. And he got on pads. Pads, yes. Mm-hmm, and, and shoes. He, and get he's a like running start. 330 pounds. Mm-hmm. Why'd you playing with these people? Mm-hmm. And I can guarantee you that, that that guy who ran on the field got a dad by. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I know he wasn't in shape. He, uh, I can't confirm he was not. Ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, that ain't no different than I'm trying to do my job and somebody run up in my job. Like that's what I'm saying. You can't run up in somebody's job with that. Up. You will get fucked up and Listen, that's what you got. Let me tell you, an alternate universe, you can come down the hallway of my job with that foolishness and you don't belong in there. And, and you, you, if I see a flare and I think it's a gun, you gonna get that forearm right underneath your chinny neck and your damn voice box is gonna come out your mouth. Don't do <laughs> yeah. that. You we got people to protect you here. <laughs> yeah, your chinny neck, right? You know, you take a forearm right between the chin and the neck. That hurts. Boom! And that, that damn voice, you'll be, you you know, when uh, you ever seen a, a male family member punch uh, like a younger cousin or something in the chest, and then they can't. Hey, yeah, except that voice box will be coming off because I'm gonna be on that. I'm gonna be on that violent, not that non-violent shit. Be on that violent shit with the forearm bloom coming right at you, and I'm coming at you like, like a locomotive, like a locomotive. Drees, they going out here and he doing these baby reveals, but he trying to sue the man that hit him when he shouldn't have been on that man's field to play. Um. Okay. So ain't that some some law or something that when you committing something illegal and you get hurt, you can't sue people or something like that. Like if you break into my house and you stealing stuff and you slip and fall in my house and you get caught and you hurt, you can't then turn around and sue me because you fell inside my house after you was doing some illegal stuff. So I think that I think it should apply in this case too. Everything that you was doing was illegal. You should not have been doing it. And in the course of doing that foolishness, you got hurt. Now you want to sue somebody for that. Because I could be like, I, that means like any fan can jump out the, the stands, run around, act a fool, and if anybody do something to them, it's like, oh, I'm a sue. 
right? Mm-mm. So Mm-mm. I, I, you know, I, I don't think I don't think they should throw that out of court. Mm-mm. Absolutely, that's a that's a multi-billion-dollar business. You can't go into Apple doing that. You can't go into Exxon doing that. You can't go into many businesses doing that. They're going to they gonna snap you up real bad. And you better hope they ain't got no billy clubs because they're going to uh, mace your ass and beat you while you can't see where it's coming from. And you'll and be that, defenseless. Like you, you suing the, the employee at the Apple store. No, you ain't going to be taking no money from me. You're going to get that chinny neck forearm, right? Mm-hmm. I, can see, I can even see you trying to sue the team <clears throat> or the stadium, but you suing the, you know, you suing the like in the case of the Apple Store, you saw an employee, not the store, not not the Apple brand, but that employee. I don't think mm-hmm. that's right. I'm coming to coat on uh, like uh, Michael Irvin with a fur coat on and hat and shit. I'll be like, you ain't getting shit. So don't well, don't coming in, in like if you coming in like Michael Irvin, then you got to do at least one line of coke before you walk through the door. Yeah, you gotta do whatever you gotta do. <laughs> yeah. Your Honor, this is a travesty. Blah, blah, blah. Not guilty. <laughs> Not guilty. <laughs> Wipe under your nose. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Dries, uh, I got a two for one big business for you. Uh, and something that could shake the bacon and pork belly world. Oh, and, Lord, what this is. And drive prices sky high for bacon. California is proposing a law that says that all pigs must be raised in at least a four square foot area and treated more humanely before the bacon could be sold. So um, I don't know if this has a um, snowball's chance in hell of uh, passing, but they said that pigs need to be treated more humanely before they put them out to pasture or cut them up and slaughter or whatever for bacon. 40 million people in California probably 120 million pigs. A lot of bacon probably come from California, but if they're giving them extra space, a lot of bacon manufacturers might go out of business. That's big business number one. Also, uh, our favorite, not favorite person, Elon Musk has uh, reissued his offer to buy Twitter for $54.20 a share. We had that as one of the titles of our uh, podcast episodes earlier this summer. They're saying that he out here trying to avoid a multi-billion dollar fine by the Securities and Exchange Commission. He's like, uh, he hasn't said this, but they're saying that he'd rather put that uh, $3 billion towards buying Twitter as opposed to paying the Security and Exchange Commission $2 or $3 billion. So expensive-ass bacon and expensive-ass Twitter. Go. All right. So about the pigs i agree with that they do need four at least four feet if not more a space and now you you might be thinking i'm saying that because i really care about pigs but i just think it would make the bacon more delicious if you (laughs) give them more room it makes more delicious bacon so (laughs) that's 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 my take on it for, for that one and for elon musk yeah, of course. This he's just putting out another offer to see if he can get out of this this fine. He I don't think he wanna pay that. I think he he think he's stalling for time and he's trying to figure out another way to get out of it. And he's gonna spend it in a way with his lawyers where he's like, I made them two legitimate offers and both of them fell through 
and I was going through with it. So it was not like it was, you know, something that I could be fine for. That's the only reason he doing. So I, I think eventually he gonna he gonna drop that, but then he gonna try to make the case I made two legitimate offers and it was too many bots and too many other things and I had to back out. That's that's what he's trying to do. Got it, got it. T Petty, we know that you're no fan of Elon Musk. You can skip the Twitter question if you like, but fuck uh, you, Elon Musk. <laughs> and humanely raised bacon in California could flip the. Uh, pig and bacon and pork belly market upside down. So the notion of saying that animals need to be treated humanely is dumb to me. They're not human. How and ever, the way that these animals are raised is ridiculous. Like on top of, basically on top of each other, like ill. And that's how these diseases be running rampant because they're all packed in together like sardines. So get a little piggy's room to breathe and I am perfectly okay with my bacon costing more because I agree with Dries that the pork would probably be even better tasting than it is now. Like a fresh, have you ever had like a fresh pork chop? Like just sliced off the pig fresh? That shit is bomb. Yes, I have. It's delicious. <laughs> it is delicious. My, 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 uncle, my uncle June used to have a smokehouse tea patty. Oh, damn. in a smokehouse. We just had a fresh, fresh, yeah. fresh. So it's, not, it's something to be said for that. Um, and the conditions that, that these animals are, uh, even if you're raising them just to be slaughtered, yeah, is it really worth the little extra bit of profit that you get from stuffing them into cages and shit like that? I don't think so. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it depends. It, it seems to me every time they say doing such and such is going to raise prices and it never really actually fucking happened. Inflation is what's fucking us up right now. Inflation and these companies being greedy because these companies have been experiencing record profits since like 2019, but they keep lying and saying prices are going up due to inflation. Like mm, that sounds like a hook of sham to me. I need to, you know, in the fall, they had those pumpkin villages. You pick your own pumpkin and you cut that shit up and you take it home or you go apple picking in the fall. I need to find me a farmer that like raises pigs. Like, can, man, can I buy a pig from you? Like, I don't want to see you cut it up. Just can you just put me together some pork chop packages and stuff and I just come and get it uh, out your little freezer once uh, the pig is, <laughs> you know, mature. No steroids, nothing like that. And um, they, I saw a thing on TV. It was a pork chop, but it had like extra like bacon on the side. And then they put this chimichurri mm. sauce on it. That shit looked good as hell. I was like, that's, <laughs> that's real pork right there. I was like, damn. That's- Y'all know what we should do? Buy a pig. So you know how you can, yeah. So you know how you can actually like pay a farmer to, for like a whole cow. And then you mm-hmm. divide it up between people. We should do that. Well, and I, I know you can do that. Yeah. Yeah, and they just like and you just share it. They just slice it up. No, well, obviously, you know, they prep it, and then you can just put that shit in your freezer. I bet it's somebody that does that for pigs. I actually know somebody that could do that for us for beef if we wanted to. That's a, that's a hell of a Christmas gift. Be like, I bought you a cow. No. <laughs> I mean, that shit would last us forever and it's cheaper and I bet it would be delicious. Can you imagine? Yeah, you, a, might, you might have your whole, whole your all your meat for like a half a year. Six months. Yeah. Like three to six months. 
A friend of mine actually just did that. He split it with his brother. I'm going to show you how much, uh, how much meat he got. He mm. and his family are going to be set for a minute. Y'all got me thinking about sirloin chili. Damn, now I'm hungry. Shit. It's like the <laughs> late night food commercials. You know, you ain't supposed to be eating that shit at night. And they say, oh, this is for the West Coast people. Nigga, I'm hungry over here on the East Coast. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't sleep. You ain't you just turn off the TV and go to sleep because you know you be door, door dashing and all that stuff. And you That just sits in your belly overnight. That is not good. That is not good. Um, Y'all, it's Halloween season. T. Petty. We have some unfinished business. On episode 97, I asked y'all, where did y'all think y'all would like to be buried? Nobody answered that question. So you can Wait, give me what? a... Yeah, I asked it. We'll have to, you have to go back and listen to oh, that. I remember episode. that too, because I'm in the answer. I, I, know, I know where I'm, I want to be buried. Well, well I guess it's two places. It's two places. Okay. All right. Um, Dries, we'll get your answer in a moment. T-Fatty, either city and state or place where you'd like to be buried? I have no idea. Why? I wouldn't care. I'll be dead. <laughs> like, whatever the cheapest option is, I don't give a fuck. I, it won't matter. Wrap me up in a sheet and toss me in the backyard. It really does not matter because I'll be dead, so I won't mind. Um, but if I had to choose somewhere that would piss somebody white off because they think well, I shouldn't be there. But really what I want to do now, uh, baby T. Petty brought this to my attention. I want to be turned into a tree pod. I saw that. And so then uh, what? The, I, the, I, you can like get like basically like compost and like the compost part is like the root. They wrap it around like the root ball of the tree. So I was like, we should do as a family, like a grove of trees. And then we could just cast shade on people forever. So that's what I want to do. Or wow. get turned into a wow. diamond. Wow. Did she say just cast shade? Cast shade. I that's think it's up. an amazing thing. We need to have that more is, that, is, that is classic T-Baby. <laughs> when I die, I'm still going to be casting shade. Either that or I want to take some of my ashes and I get it turned into a, to diamond jewelry. Okay, okay. I heard that too. There's a lot of shit that they can do with corpses now. Damn. It's like, yeah, I mean, I won't care. It won't make no difference to me. That's what's up. That's what uh Drees, when I die, bury me inside the Louis store. When I die, <laughs> bury me inside the Gucci store. Where would you like to be buried? Uh city, state, or just a place? Well, now that uh, T Patty came up with all these other creative things, I know I've seen like when they when they pose your dead body. <laughs> When they dress you up in like a scene, you <laughs> on a motorcycle. They gonna take you to the club. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> so I was like, I might, I gotta think about that now. That might be an option. That might be an option. One of the options. But like my my fallback. This is my fallback. You know, I grew up in a little small country town, and um, you know, our family had their own church. So it's like it was the church that my immediate family like, went to, like, uh, uncles, aunties, cousins, all that. It's, it's the family church. So that's where everybody's buried, in the back of the family church. It's, like, on the church grounds in the back, right? Mm -hmm. It's, like, and that's, you know, so that that's my my first choice is to go there. But also, I'm married now. So really, it's my wife's choice. It's, like, wh where are we going to be at? Are we going to be together? Are we going to be buried together? So I, I leave the, you know... It, it, she got a choice with that one too, right? Whether I, I go back there or I roll with her, 
I, I you know, I, I, I can go either way there. So this is my question for y'all. And this has happened in my own family. And I just, I don't, I'm feeling some kind of way about it. So we all know funerals are hella expensive. Mm-hmm. Yes, they are. So when people are like, they die in one state and then they do a service or whatever in that state. And then the body goes on a world tour to another fucking state to be interred or something. That shit is mad expensive. Listen, where I drop is where y'all need to bury me. Don't be spending another extra five, $10,000 because you have to pay for the body to be prepared in both places. And you have oh, to- Oh no, oh no, you getting in, yeah. I'm, I'm, you getting in the back. Right. <laughs> you gotta ride and, in the truck. And you have to pay for fucking there. transportation. Like, oh listen, no, oh no. Where you I die, where I die. Yeah, just mm-hmm. just go ahead and bury me or do whatever wherever I am. Don't be shipping me back to my home state and none of that other shit. That to me, ain't think nothing about that. I was like, I was like, just put me in, the, just put me in the back of the car and just drive me down. Sir, you know, T. Petty, you messed up my plan. Shit. So you know, I got a couple of choice. I had a couple. I thought about this. I was like, there's a couple of places I like to be buried. My hometown in upstate New York, Key West or New Orleans. Um, I also have identified a pauper's grave in, um, suburban Washington, D.C. You are not a pauper, sir. You rich. No, shit. I wish I was. <laughs> wait, wait, what's a, what's a pauper's grave? A poor is person's a grave. I, I know, but I said, what is it? Like, we're like, we're like, it's, it's a hole, a hole is a hole is a hole is a hole. It's basically like, like, like it's, it's basically like an unmarked grave and they bury you oh, like okay. in yeah. like batches. So yeah. you don't get like an individual grave. There's also oh, you, you wear other people. Oh, that's too crowded. Yeah, I can't yeah. do that. I gotta do, do my own Oh my God, uh, no, you're going to be dead. No, I need my own hole. Okay, I think we need to move on from this terminology. It's getting disturbing. The only other thing is I also identified a second pauper's grave that's next to a goddamn highway in suburban Washington, D.C. And I'm also thinking about going there. Now, look, all that, they trying to, all them caskets and all that stuff, Costco got a wood box with handles on it. Boom, put me in that. And uh, yeah, where I think where I drop is where I'm gonna go. I ain't trying to, you know, plan to drop anytime soon. But yeah, I ain't, yeah, why? You know, that world tour for what? Mm-mm, no. Yeah, that's a lot of that's a lot of fucking extra money. Yeah, I ain't know it's that much money though, T Pet. I ain't gonna lie, cause like our yeah. our population typically we ain't got it like that. So yeah. no, no. I would rather that my family take my insurance and what I have left behind and go and do something meaningful, not be transporting my ass around like I'm on a fucking tour. It's just but not- you know what else like, Now you got me thinking like, okay, so I, I, I grew up in the South and you know, and you know, a lot of my folks are sitting in the South, so I'll go back to the South. And um, you know how like you do the, the, um, the funeral convoy, right? Like, you know, what you got yeah. in the session, whatever, thing with the cars. Now they will take the body on a tour of all the little the, the home spots, <laughs> and it's it's, it's, a, it's it's like a negotiation that you have with the funeral uh, director, right? Because it's like what happens is um, you you can go on a little ride before you get to the final resting place. 
So like if you had two home spots or places that was very like instrumental in you growing up, then they'll drive by those places before they take you to your final resting place. Now they ain't going no like 50 miles or nothing like that, but they'll, you know, they'll drive around to those little special spots before you get you get put down. That that's a lot. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a lot, but it's like that, that's like a tradition. Like you gotta go by the grandma house because that's where they was raised at when they was a baby. But then they live for the last thirty years over here on this this street kind okay. of thing. And so you go you go through those little places. Mm-hmm. And who are we really doing this for? Because I no, guarantee you, the mm-hmm. dead person don't give a fuck. Why? I don't want to go back. <laughs> I don't want to go back to nowhere where I used to live. Project <laughs> any other place. Here. Yeah, we like, <laughs> like no. <laughs> for what? Like to hell with that. Um, I found out that uh, generally speaking, funerals are on Tuesday. That is the cheapest day of the week to bury people. Grave diggers make double Wait, on Saturday. On a Tuesday. <laughs> they, they make grave diggers make double on a Tuesday, or excuse me, make double on a Saturday and triple on a Sunday. So that's why you see very few um, Sunday funerals in addition to officiants, preachers, reverends. Now, I, I will say, I, I, it, besides, I have this idea of wanting to be buried in a pine box. Kind of not embalmed, T-Paddy. Kind of like your thing where you just like return to the earth. So I do kind of like that. Like I don't, I, I don't think I want to be embalmed because that just, just freaks me out to think about that. But the pine box. But then look, I did have this idea that um, that my my friends would actually dig my grave, would like dig the hole. <laughs> Talk to us about that. I'm not doing that shit. Uh, <laughs> are you? I don't do manual labor. Do me this last service. Do me this last service. You must be out of your goddamn mind. Absolutely not. Not me. That's when I got to take a bathroom break and don't come back for about an hour and a half. And it'll be all done when I get back. <laughs> I'll just be like, I ain't doing this. So uh, where is the flask? I'd be like, come on, T-Petty, let's go get some bourbon. I don't even drink bourbon. (laughs) I need to drink some bourbon that day. (laughs) Yeah. We are coming uh, around the stretch, rounding third and heading home. T-Petty, give me one of the final four. Shout out, prediction, flowers, or a final thought. I got a final thought today. Okay. So y'all know who Alex Jones raggedy ass is, right? That Infowars crazy motherfucker that said yeah. the same hook victims were yeah. it was a hoax. He had to recant so, in, in, in so court. He, he's been on trial because those parents got together and sued him. Mm. The jury says that Alex Jones should pay $965 million to the people that suffered from his lies about the Sandy Hook school massacre. So I have been waiting for that deacon neck motherfucker to get what he deserved for torturing those families for all of this time. And finally, it has finally happened. And you know why it happened? Because his own attorneys turned over all of his texts and phone calls. Oh yeah, they sure did. They sure did (laughs) send all that stuff. He got incompetent 
I think they did it on purpose. They did yeah. it on purpose because they didn't like his raggedy punk mm. ass either. And I hope that that breaks him. Like, mm. not just financially, like in every way possible because he's a piece of shit. So fuck him and fuck everybody that has anything to do with him. Fuck his entire lineage. Alex Jones, you got exactly what the fuck you deserve, you raggedy bitch. Good night, sir. Good night. Good night. That's um, so good saying that. Oh. Can you say it again? Three, two, and one. <laughs> I don't think I can do it with the same fervor. Fuck okay. you, Alex Jones, you raggedy bitch. There it is. There it oh, is. That's great. Oh, I'll see there. I need to do that when I go to uh, slap people, but just not to say it in my <laughs> mind. Now, sir, I'm going to warn you. You sound like you are transmitting from Mars or either you are in a UFO, but we're going to try and see. <laughs> I'm not sure what happened it's to you. Bold. It's bold. I'm, 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 I'm writing this, um, this Afrofuturism. <laughs> How are you going to some damn futurism? From outer space. <laughs> I'm writing from outer space. Can't even get your damn technology together writing about them. <laughs> I'm hesitant to hear you, uh, you know, sort of uh, expand on this, but give me one of your final four, sir. Uh, shout out, prediction, uh, a final thought, or flowers. Oh, you know I'm going to give flowers to myself because uh, it's my birthday coming up. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to give flowers to myself. And, and my baby's uh, birthday is coming up. She's turning 13 in a teenager. So I want to say oh, I love you. Now, yeah, so so this is, okay, so this is what I do now. Um, so my daughter's 13. She has, you know, 13-year-old friends and whatnot. And they all kind of come out of the house in the morning, put it walk to school and stuff like that. But I give them a speech every time they together in a group. And I was so happy the, the other day that I did aggravate them so much, T. Patty. But they can say the speech word for word now. It's like, I, I got their heads now. They know it word for word now. And they, I, I know they don't like it. Every time I do it, they, they run away. They be about to run, but they're going to remember. They're going to remember. And, um, and so um, the other thing is I told my, my wife, and my daughter, what I want for my birthday. Y'all know what I want, T-Fatty and Nook? Diamonds. Scared to ask. No. I, I just want a Dodge Challenger Hellcat. That's what I want. Oh, my That's God. what I want. That's okay, all well, what, I want. What did you ask for that you're going to actually get? Because you ain't getting that. Well, that's what I asked for. I don't know what, I, I don't know what I'm going to get. But that's what I asked for. So <laughs> you don't get it if you don't ask. So I at least ask. I'm going to see how that turns out for you because my birthday is exactly one one month after yours. So uh, if you get that, I'll be like, uh, Idris got a Dodge Hellcat. I'll be like, I need a Hellcat too. So oh my yeah. God. No, we'll, we'll see. Look, I'll be lucky if I get like a Reese cup on a card. So, you know, that's uh, and it might be a Reese cup from um, half off candy day, which is coming up soon. Yes. The best day of the year. CVS's national holiday. CVS be on it. I don't know. They must be hired up for money. I had some prescriptions that was coming up due, like they wasn't overdue or nothing like that. I still had my supply of my medicines. They call with that robot every day. Yes, that robot is aggravating. It was like, come pick up these damn medicines. 
I'm tired of holding these for you. Your prescription starting with X, Y, Z will be in five days, in four days. And every day they call me, I'm trying to get official real business done. It's them CVS, CVS, shut the hell. I mean, one day the damn (laughs) pharmacist called me. I'm like, do y'all need money? What is the deal? They could just just sell some drugs out in the parking lot or something. I bet you they they sell them Oxycontins out in the damn uh, (laughs) parking lot. They make billions with a B. Billions, billions. Oh, wait. I got another final thought. Yes. Kanye West. Oh, Lord, please. I can't even read stories about this guy anymore. What is he doing? Um... I don't know what he's doing uh, this week, but over the weekend, he has branched off from his anti-blackness. Y'all know he went on Tucker Carlson's show and Mm. has delved off now into full-blown anti-Semitism. Oh, no. So there are still people who are like, he's a genius, separate the man from the music. What that buck dancing coon is doing is actually violent and dangerous. Mm. He is so, very- so much so they had to ban him, right? Did they ban him from Twitter? They or banned from whatever. They, well, I don't know Instagram if they banned him. Or something? He, he suspended from Instagram suspended. and from yeah. Twitter. Damn. Um, the shit that he's saying is dangerous. He is repeating the rhetoric of these white supremacists, fascists, and somebody's going to get fucking hurt. And I have been saying for how long to quit fucking with him. And I don't want to hear another person say, well, his mother died. He ain't the only motherfucker whose mother has died. A lot of people's mama died. That don't mean you turn into You can't use that as an excuse. And he has access and the money to get the best care that money can buy. He absolutely refuses to do better. So fuck you, Kanye West, and everybody who is using his mental illness to uh, take advantage of and parrot this anti-Black bullshit that he's on. This shit is dangerous. Him, that mumble mouth motherfucker, Herschel Walker, all of them bundle all those coons up in a bucket and toss them over the nearest fucking cliff because I'm over it. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's the end of my rants for today. Gosh, gotcha. Listen, I don't, I don't got any of the final four. Uh, maybe make sure you registered to vote. Find your polling place in case they didn't switched it up and vote. With the uh, right. elections uh, coming very, very soon, so want you to exercise uh, your right uh, to vote because uh, they show enough out here fighting hard to try and take it away from you. So, uh, did y'all get your ballot yet? I didn't. I did not get my ballot yet. I may have to go into the polling place, but uh, could be a, a mail thing. But it should uh, be here. I haven't checked the mailbox uh, regularly either, so it could be in there. So I need to to go and yeah, check that out check. and see if it's in there. I just got mine today. You know, I only check my mail about once a month, so it could have been in there. Gotcha. <laughs> Same thing. Mine. Mine probably in the in the back. So I have to go ahead and check it out. But to remember, register to vote. Check your polling place. And remember to vote as we are coming up on these uh, uh, midterm uh, elections in the second week of November, November. Well, listen, y'all, this has been episode 98 of the Digital Gumbo Podcast. Again, the Digital Gumbo Podcast, our full library of episodes 
is available on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also tell your smart speaker to play the Digital Gumbo Podcast. Uh, the latest episode or any episode is available to you. You can also download episodes of our podcast and take us on the road with you in the car, running errands, uh, taking your walk around the neighborhood. People might look at you a little funny when you start busting out laughing because we hella funny, but that's okay. Medicine is the be- uh, Laughter is the best medicine, and uh, you might not need them CVS drugs. Uh, once you listen uh, to this or any other episode of our podcast, also but the CBS great. CBS didn't want to call you though. Yeah, no, it, it, your script is starting with X, Y, Z. Five days left. Um, also, the great rideshare experiment of 2022 continues. I want to give a shout out to Big T T E E. He uh, was my rideshare driver and. Uh, he uh, plugged into the Digital Gumbo podcast. So T, if you're listening, appreciate you, man. If you could tell, you know, all your other friends that's uh, ride share drivers and all your friends, family, kinfolk that uh, the Digital Gumbo podcast is available to them. We definitely, definitely appreciate it. And episode 99 is coming. I got to get with y'all. Uh, we getting close to 100 and we need to finalize our plans. So I don't know. Yes. What I don't know what we're doing. We got to get your audio fixed. It might take us a month to get that shit fixed. <laughs> it was working fine. I don't know what happened. Uh, man, you sound like you are. You sound like you broadcasting from that black hole we talked about in episode ninety-seven. <laughs> you sound very, in a place far, far away. Well, kinda is closer than where you co- where you talking to us from. But we'll we'll get it. <laughs> What's closer, uh, Wakanda? Well, there's other things, but anyway, um, we'll get your audio fixed. Hopefully, we're gonna test run it for 99, but it's gonna be spot on, crystal clear for 100. I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and put that. Now we've been saying for about 15 episodes, we planning for 100. We ain't planning a goddamn thing. Yeah, we know what's gonna happen. That's our plan. We, we spontaneous, TK. I don't do spontaneous. I plan. That's why they happen because no, I. We, 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 we know what we doing. We, we doing it in person. It's gonna be together, and we're gonna invite some other folks, and we're gonna have a little dinner and a little party. It's gonna be the hundredth episode party. Teddy, we might have to put you in charge of the planning committee. I know we only, you know, like weeks away, but I thought that you could pull it off. We need food and we need drink. Okay, what we're not about to do is plan while we're on this goddamn podcast. Okay, no, 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 we're not going to do that. I'm just saying food. We need all that technical shit, microphones and shit, but food and drink, definitely. And we need some balloons, so I'm going to talk to my um, executive assistant, my wife, and uh, she's the co-producer, and uh, maybe I'll just turn that over to you and i just show up. But, uh, we'll see. i got to give them American Express to make that. So we'll see. Don't, don't buy real expensive shit, please. I'm poor. I'm going to get buried in a pauper's grave, so. <laughs> in a pine box with some handles on it from, what's that damn restoration hardware? Damn, why do people love restoration hardware? It's uh, like, it's like, I love that damn store so much. I was going to say, I was just like, it's like, I just don't understand. It's like things like that and Ikea. Like Ikea to me is like Dante's Inferno, but with furniture. <laughs> it's like seven levels of that shit. And it's like it's a casino. It's no windows and they pumping no fresh. No and no clocks. And they pumping that fresh, fresh oxygen in there. It's like, damn, what? And I was like, how do you get the hell out of here? They, oh, they going to get you. 
they gonna get you. Yeah, Ikea is, oh, I just feel the blood just draining from my neck when I go to Ikea. I can't stand Ikea. And I don't understand Restoration Hour. I just don't understand. I'm just like, It's a lovely, lovely place. One of my favorites. When I see those catalogs, don't tell Mrs. Nup, but she's gonna know. When I see them shits, I rip the back cover off and throw it in the damn recycle. This is crazy. I was like, how we even get on this list? Damn. I'm texting her right the fuck now. I throw out all the other catalogs too, all that crazy stuff. I don't even know what I do keep the Victoria's Secret ones in Hollywood. Fredericks of Hollywood though. You know, I got Don't get nobody get no goddamn Fredericks of Hollywood. They send Fredericks of Hollywood <laughs> to the <laughs> around, around Halloween. That's like something they get Fredericks of Halloween. They do with the Santa, <laughs> the Santa baby dress up joints, all the that Santa shit. Santa baby and then the little devil costume. That's all That's they right. Victoria's Secrets with them uh, little models that look like rectangles, as you will say, T. Petty. But um, yeah, that was, yeah. was <laughs> y'all gotta listen to episode ninety-seven and um, listen for the reference to rectangles when we talk about uh, new teachers in the classroom. Hilarious rectangles. That's for that's for. Um, we've overstayed our welcome uh, as we usually do. And uh, we got to get it together for episode 99. That's coming up next. That'll be the last episode that we have. That'll have double digits. And then uh, it'll be episode 100. So we need to get our shit together. I need to get my shit together. And then uh, we'll follow suit from there. Y'all got anything else before we get the hell out of here? No, I'm done testing people out. All right. So, hey, I, how about microphones like can you, can you, yeah, can I, you do something like, can you say uh, uh, something? What would Timmy or Lassie go get somebody or something? It's not come from the bottom of the well and also from Jupiter's. Can you, can you imitate a, uh, a Martian from Mars, perhaps? Wait, now, now you're quiet. <laughs> no, I was, you gotta give me a second. Okay, I'm sorry. Hello, Earthlings. <laughs> Okay, you sound like Mork from Ork. It's time to go. Bye, We're out of here. We'll see you on the next episode of the Digital Gumbo Podcast. Have a great rest of your week, weekend. And until next time, we are out. Tell them bye, Gum Gum Duck. from outer space. Uh, woo. Goodbye, y'all. Peace. <laughs>